This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Welcome back to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium. I'm Inquisitor Temperance Price, Keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and this is the third volume in a report on the Valentine Heresy, an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40,000's Dark Heresy RPG. This report features Game Master Tom McGee and players Ryan Laplante as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, Tyler Hewitt as Atticus Viz, Laura Hamstra as Eli Sharp, and Della Borovic as Morgan Rawls. My report shows that the Inquisitorial Band is preparing for the hunt. Valentine attracted a Marine's attention but freed Triseus to help look into Lady Bolensong's murder. Morgan sourced pheromones for the hunt, and Eli and Atticus were disturbed to learn they might need to kill a space Marine. Can they survive a possible battle with an Astartes? Find out next in this episode of the Valentine Heresy. From the Lizardman Ladder. This has, of course, been a rather upsetting day for all involved, but this humble writer shall attempt her best to capture the spirit of the event, if not the tragedy of it. Of course, one can say many good things about the performance of one Lord Francois von Houghton returned from the wars, it would seem, to rather bombastic racing talent, both on horse and off. Of course, his shirtless spectacle was cut somewhat short by the untimely death of our beloved Guinevere Balansong, or Una, as she asked I call her. This particular writer is... Rather upset that one who shone so brightly burned out so fast. But burnout she did, and if one of you did it, I will find out. And though I like to keep things light, rest assured my reach is far, and my vengeance shall be spectacular. In any case, we shall see how the hunt goes. One must wonder how Lord Van Houten will manage a gun with that extraordinarily large arm, and how we will manage to see what he's hunting with our eyes locked squarely on those abs. In any case, the field is still wide open. We shall see who pulls out ahead. In the meantime, stay safe. There's only so much vengeance a humble writer can pursue in a day. So, you have some plans, some schemes, and some... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> weird responsibilities that have been thrust upon you. Seasons are changing. Uh, the world is moving ahead. Um, and the hunt is rapidly approaching. So um, where we last left off, uh, you had uh, decided to kill a space marine if needed. <laughs> For the record, a given. Yes, uh, I can say it because I'm not bugged. Um, so... Uh, you currently are standing by on trying to find a rifle for uh, Atticus for the hunt. You have obtained pheromones uh, to help lure a creature. Um, you have been handed the responsibility of dealing with the Balansong state and have been asked by Forrest Pilar, the Space Marine, to investigate uh, the death of Lady Balansong as well as uh, help sort out the affairs there. You managed to get uh, Tresaeus Vanikoth off the Marnie Song, so he's now able to help. 
Um, but you still have your maze, which is being built. Uh, you still have a number of unanswered questions, and uh, the celestial season has been shortened uh, to try and keep everyone safe and keep things moving. Um, which does speak a bit to Forrest Pollard's uh, indications that this is a particularly important season um, and that the uh, marriage of Duke Wixthrop is an important deal uh, to the planet, um, which is uh, emphasized perhaps when the uh, emergency broadcast of uh, The King cuts out abruptly and uh, Vernalius Venomblight uh, comes on, uh, obnoxiously tapping the microphone on whatever end of the the Vox broadcaster uh, he's on and says, uh, pardon me, everyone. Um, I know uh, you are probably well about your evenings and uh, planning for our uh, sadly abbreviated season, uh, but there is someone who would like a word. Uh, so without further ado, um, Lord Wickstrup. And, uh, you know, you hear the, the jostling of a microphone being handed around. And uh, the Duke Wickstrup, um, uh, his his voice a little a little shaky, but but still um, uh, deep and resonant in a Henry Cavill kind of way, uh, comes through and just says, um, "People of Greybridge, the last thing that I would want is for my needs to cause pain and loss to others, and yet a luminary of the society, uh, someone who is universally loved and who has." struggled and thrived through great tragedy is dead as a result of my need to find a partner. The season must go on. This is difficult for me, and I'm sure it's difficult for you. Lady Guinevere was perhaps the best of us and perhaps exemplified what our society could be. And I ask that as we move on with this event, these series of events that we keep her in our hearts, in our minds, and we try and behave in a way that would be up to the standard that she has set for us all, uh, be up to the standard that we could aspire to if we so chose. If this must go on, and it seems it must, let us do it in an honest way. According to the early reports, it would seem that Lady Balansong's ship failed to engage its auto lander, and as a result, her navigation course crashed her into the planet. It would also seem that uh, Lord Versailles' uh, ship shorted out, and his fire suppression technology was not operational, uh, resulting in some rather serious damage to the Lord, although I am told he is uh, recovering, albeit somewhat slowly. These could be accidents, and I sincerely hope they are. If they were not, I am assured that the vengeance of the crown will be swift. I say this not with malice, I say this not as a threat, but merely to any who might look to harm those that they are jealous of in the name of something as stupid as love. Please, don't. I don't want any more unnecessary bloodshed. Aside from the hunt tomorrow, which will be more unnecessary bloodshed. I thank you all. I wish you all a, a uh, an evening of reflection, of safety. The curfew will be lifted pending the further reports on uh, the death of Lady Bowensong. But from the looks of things, it was tampering 
or it was an accident, neither of which is an active thing. So don't fly anywhere. Ships are grounded. But in any case, it has been a long day for me as well. I apologize for going on at such length. I just needed you all to know where I stood with this. My affections are still out there to be won, so do your best, I suppose. Thank you. Good luck. Glory to Greybridge. And Verneos Venomblight starts clapping off mic and then picks up the mic and says, well, well said, well said, Duke. So uh, as our handsome and eligible Duke has said, his heart is still on the line. So try your best, muddle forward, and we will see you at tomorrow's events. Well, train for the events that are in two days. You know what I mean. All right. Good night, everyone. And then just cuts back to the king's message. But like mid-message, it's one of those awkward things where it cuts back in midway through with him being like, these uh, occurrences that occurred, and he just keeps going on this, this little <laughs> ramble. So to be clear, for my brain, we have, it's like the end of day of race. Yep. Tomorrow, bonus activity day. Yep. Next day hunt. Yep. Tomorrow right. is like, normally you would have a few days between these events, mm -hmm. but because they've shortened it, they still want to give people a day to also recover. And like, there's no way they're not letting Tritimus Versailles back in to the mm -hmm. hunt and he needs a day to like cough up a lung. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so it will be one day of prep, hunt, funeral party. <laughs> Into next season, one day of rest, your party, art show. Maybe another funeral. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. Don't worry yeah. about it. Uh, another day of rest, <laughs> winter. Yeah. Unless things get worse, Good in which God. case they will speed up. I think the other thing Valentine would bring up with the, specifically with Atticus on their floor is, so I'm going to be looking into this estate. And obviously, if we're including uh, the homicide in the whole thing, I'll be looking into the staff, into all of the people who work at this facility. And if I find the most likely suspects, considering I'm acting under your, quote unquote, Lord Van Houten's authority, We'll need you to interrogate the highest tier suspect. Obviously, we'll already know something is up, but I'll need to bring them to you for at least appearances' sake. Right. Uh, how uh, convincing should I be in my questioning? I would say be convincing to your character. Mm. I'll bring you all the evidence you need to demonstrate what you have going on. And you could also say bring a friend in and play good cop, bad cop, perhaps. Obviously not someone of my station. It would never be something more equal. But there is a, a certain rogue trader who is on the property who, if you can effectively clear... Eli, like, visibly, like, sighs in relief. <laughs> yes, no, Eli, you and I are both servants. Yes. It's not going to be us. But certain rules might be an appropriate person to join you in an interrogation. Right. Well, that sounds all fine, then. Excellent. Uh, so I had an idea about the uh, hunt tomorrow. I do love ideas. Well, it seems to me that our collective goal is to get Van Houten to win the affections of the Duke, so why not have uh, Captain Vaughn uh, shoot for me, so to speak? Uh, she's got her rifle now, right? Yes, correct. If I could procure the same kind of rifle, then the bullet from that rifle is what kills the big beast or whatever. And since I'm not a great shot, sir, it could have come from her rifle. You see what I mean? Yes, especially if you go in and finish it with the fist. Right, yeah, yeah. I could do that. 
I mean, put it down, just go in, punch it in the brain and say, ha-ha, job well done, etc. My big concern, honestly, this is an excellent plan for in terms of the hunt itself, but um, we need to make sure you don't die. Hmm. We've always assumed that the assassination and other methodologies of targeting other people simply because we're new to this game. However, they killed the person who is most favoured to win. Currently, the person who's most favoured to win is you. So why wasn't my ship sabotaged, sir? My guess would be because we showed up very last minute and no one knew which ship would be yours. So it's good then that my hunting implement, my main one, is this one right here? And he just like flexes his fist like no one's tampered with that. That's true. We may also need uh, a certain rogue trader to perhaps work on counter sniping. Hunting the hunter, as it would. We need to know who is coming after our dear Lord Van Houten and make sure that when they raise a weapon against him, they are struck down swiftly, but also silently and from a distance. In a way, with an identical rifle, it could also be called self-defense from a very talented lord. Hmm. It seems like these plans go together very well. We need to find two identical rifles. Do we know anyone who had rifles on this, this planet? Have we seen anything like that? Just the royal guard, sir. Hmm. No one else has a personal weapon collection that I'm aware of. Hmm. I wonder if Marcellus knows if any of the security would have a lead on some. I mean, the security right here, they're not <laughs> the most upright citizens. It's possible, but I'm worried about having drawn a space marine's attention, moving into illegal arms trading becomes a bit more questionable. Rose, how uh, difficult to duplicate is your weapon? With things on this planet, it might be difficult. I'm so not then. even sure if I should take it out of the premises, considering I was... Rourke is like halfway to disassemble it. <laughs> no, it needs to be disassembled here. However, if we could get it permitted for the hunt, then that would be acceptable. And we only need to match the caliber of the ammunition. We don't need to match the entire weapon. Right, right. Huh. All right. So I hopefully we'll have a certain, let's just say, gunfire sommelier spin by. And we don't know of anyone else with rifles other than the Royal Guard. So... Hmm. That appears to be our only option. And, and Morgan would, would, with the gun, pull out. Well, if you find something of a similar caliber, I have multiple clips for this gun. So one can go to you, one to me, they will match exactly. Uh, Morgan and Eli, would you like to spend a story point for something? The, the count is one for us and four for you currently? Yeah. Ooh. I mean, pitch like that. What do, what do you think, <laughs> Eli? Yeah. yeah, you can go. Yeah, all right. Let's do it. Uh, you distinctly do remember someone who has rifles who died in a giant fiery explosion in whose estate you now possibly own. <laughs> Jesus Christ, of course. <laughs> you guys hadn't told me about that, so I was pimping you so hard. <laughs> oh, shit, I thought it was for me. I was like, no, I didn't talk to anyone I know with rifles. What? <laughs> I forgot that she had rifles. Yeah. I, she was practicing. It was very good, Ryan. Thing. I appreciate the setup. I so Oh, oh yeah, God. that well, went I totally over I, my head. It left my brain because they were such <laughs> shitty rifles that I'm like, we don't want those. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't shitty. Eli just couldn't shoot them. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. That means they were shitty. <laughs> <laughs>
These computers are weird. <laughs> Thank you. I was just thinking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hello and well met. This is Sister Olianmina. I am recording this communique to humbly ask for your assistance. You need only to go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice for monthly tithes of merely $5, which I am told is an old Terran currency. You'll receive, besides of course, the blessings of the Emperor, which are priceless, you can also get exclusive weekly video communications, keeping you up to date on the inner workings of those behind the scenes who help keep the Inquisition's engines running, so to speak. Join us now at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That is spelled D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Ave Imperator, and may you always walk in the light of the Emperor. Well, if uh, if I happen to be of assistance helping the Lord uh, with this Bolan Song estate, she was gearing up for the hunt herself and had rifles there. Oh, okay. Well, Valentine, you're overseeing that under the guise of being my major domo along with Tresaeus, right? Yes, that's correct. So how do we get her over there to get the rifles? Send her over as an agent of yourself, which would be acceptable. The I believe the Space Marine said that you could send along those that you trusted most. All right. Should rolls be included in that? That's an easy send. We go over together. Frankly, we have access to the will. Maybe we borrow a couple of rifles, do what we need to do. It all seems to make sense to me. And we already have the pheromones, so there's nothing in particular that you need to do today. Yes, She's- I wanted to do some hands-on research there, just in case, I don't know, someone tipped their hand. She's got rifles over there, and she was practicing, you said. That's right. I might as well come. Oh, well, I might as well come too. I need the practice. All right. Well, Eli, you get to come with us too. Congratulations. Mm. It'd be very strange for Clarence to remain behind while Clarence's rogue trader journeyed on their own. So we're all going over there, which is fine. This place is already being built. The maze is taken care of. Staff are doing all that. And frankly, you can practice shooting anywhere. So why not? It'll make the interrogations faster and we can sort out this damn wheel. I'll need your help running drills anyway. Oh. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Oh. All right. Oh, Eli's excited. Yeah. (laughs) Hopefully with a little more time, your shots will be better than last time. Stop bringing it up. I'm done. <laughs> and uh with that you you all spend an, an uneasy evening in uh the unless unless Valentine no, no, the face I was making was just Valentine being like, What the fuck are they talking about? Like, just, he's got mechanical eyes, it wouldn't read anyways, it's fine. It, like his face is dead. Continue. <laughs> yeah. Um so with all that, uh you turn in for the evening um and spend a a probably not great night um resting up. Uh is there anything any of you would do? Overnight, no, you don't recover your strain. <laughs> it's a societal strain. You're like tired, like you get your rest. Just people didn't forget that you fucked up in front. Tip, yeah. Eli, Eli tunes up a servo skull or to to be like animals running around so that I can shoot. All right, oh, that's great. 
uh, Valentine would review the audio recordings of Eugene as they were running through the crowd for the crash to see if mm-hmm. he found or overheard anything that was of value because people in a very proper society, frankly, only that level of surprise would get them to say something that stupid in public if there was anything. Uh, other than that, it's just sleeping. But now this is compact last pistol under the pillow, sleep in a chair facing the door. Uh, that kind of thing and setting himself up. So he's watching the hallway specifically to see if anybody tries to make a move on Lord Van Houten. Hmm. Frankly, crashing a ship that should be fine into the ground isn't exactly subtle. And the dangerous level of assassinations tends to have to like tends to increase as the likelihood of getting caught increases. The game's getting played now and it's going to get ugly soon. He just doesn't know when. Yeah, Morgan would want to stay in whatever room Eli is in, which is fine because they're technically guests here. And and she would also sleep sitting against a wall, but she would review the footage from Toby because she took footage of the race of the people's reactions. But now reviewing it with the thought of, okay, is there any information on the ships, anything else that looked a little off that wasn't related to that because Toby flew all the way into the ship with her and Mm -hmm. flew over that way. A random question. (laughs) Knowing your back is a cut up series of open wounds. (laughs) Would you lean against a wall? Yep. Wow. That (laughs) committed to looking cool. Wow. No, just that's, that's, that's her. <laughs> Tyler. <laughs> I respect it. Well, I think it's it's less like I'm sitting. It's just, there's a bust. Tyler just shoves you under it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. It's it's clearly a PTSD trauma security response. <laughs> yes, yes. What a cool lead. Yeah, and I think it is because it's the knees up and like arms against that. So she wouldn't be sleeping with her whole back touching the wall. It would, But it would be in a corner curled up sitting yeah i can see it now eli would grab (laughs) like uh, (laughs) um eli would grab like a moldy old blanket because i assume that's all they have you would assume correctly yeah and just like kind of just like just lean forward and create kind of like a soft barrier (sighs) she she'd just look pathetic at you and not respond to that because it's she can't interact with something that vulnerable for you she wouldn't want to talk about it unless you tried to. She would be like, I'm just doing the thousand yard stare in looking at Toby stuff. <laughs> not bringing it yeah, up. There we go. <laughs> Best friend. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Um, so I'm going to need, I think, a. Um, let's start, Ryan, with uh, Eugene. Um. So, probably, honestly, perception, mm-hmm. I think. Sense. Um, much as I would love to use tech use, it doesn't really fit. So, uh, perception, um, I'm say difficulty three, it would be higher, but I feel like Eugene can parse things. But there's also like a full crowd of people screaming shit. So, yeah. it's um, a lot of enhance, enhance, rewind, <laughs> enhance. <laughs> Translate those numbers. Ah, there's a license plate. Um, but uh, I will also give you a boost, I think, for just Eugene being programmed to do this sort of stuff. Like, this isn't outside of what Yeah, he's, he's an audio service all the time. The gig. And I think that's probably it. Is there anything you want to make a case for? That all makes sense to me. I think that's cool. legit. For advantage. For advantage. Hmm. Okay. Um, 
so unfortunately between the explosion the second crash really kills it for you um you can definitely it's you hear a tantalizingly close to useful amount of information um but uh it's very very hard to to pull any of it uh, apart um i've got a pitch for the advantage if you want sure uh, Valentine's movements through the crowd direct people into Toby's eyeline, and we'll just pass advantage over to I'll the Toby check. Yep, sounds good. So I had four, so she gets two. Yep, great. So over to you. All right, I'll take it. Cool lady Morgan, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. sitting so cool in a moldy blanket oh, yeah. and torture wounds. <laughs> yeah, I really exerted on leaning against the wall. That's all. I, want to <laughs> yeah. I was just like. Ooh, Morgan leaning against the wall. She kind of forgot the rest dork. of the mental picture. Just <laughs> leaning against the wall. Yeah. She's got sunglasses on. It's yeah. just one yeah. shoulder. Yeah. Like, sunglasses on her head, it. on her eyes. <laughs> How do you see with those sunglasses at night? I don't need yeah. to. Oh, shit. She's mm. cool. Um, she's having a time. Can I hear uh, how you doing with her accent? How what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> it has an R in you. I yeah. love it. It's more grammatically correct. Yeah. How what are you doing? All right. So I'm going to say. So close to Dracula with your <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. That leans that way. How are you doing, my children of the night? <laughs> Blah. On that note, check out blood and syrup. Uh, anyway. Mm. Um, so let's say uh, difficulty three. So same same problem. And what was my. But you get two boost from uh, Valentine. I'll give you an additional boost for similar to Eugene, Toby just being primed for this yeah. and a setback for Toby flying quickly and then like slamming in and, the back of your Dracula. Yeah. And what was my <laughs> skill? <laughs> wow. Uh, bring that one back to yeah, you. Always. Uh, perception. Perception. <sighs> Why do dice fucking hate me? Two failures, two advantages. It was way more in my favor, but rip <laughs> morgan is too distracted by flesh wounds I understandably guess. Yeah, yeah 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 it's oh, been a long God. day um okay so um yeah unfortunately with with the chaos like you can't you see lots of people moving around but there's no clear pattern to it there's yeah, no but method. there's less chaos now to toby's no, video from the back. joke about removing the scarring uh mm, she should have yeah. got a boost for that anyway <laughs> yeah. Should've You're gonna get a, a setback for the quality of that joke. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do a dream check. Three setback for puns. Uh, yeah. Let's go back. I'm taking it. Hey, look, no, if, no. if we were, mistake, don't you dare. Yeah. If we were I'm taking this out, if too. we were doing setbacks for puns, there would be no show. Yeah. Yeah. It would just it's be, very true. It would just be like, welcome to the it Valentine Heresy. Say it'll mostly yeah. be on top. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it just be dead air, and then like, right, we'll do, sir. Dead air, dead air, dead air. Yes, we will go there, Inquisitor. Dead air, dead air, dead air. Other Imperator. Dead air, dead air. Tyranids. And then the episode would end, and that'd be the whole series, and it would be great. Yay! <laughs> Yay. The 40K soundboard. <laughs> 40K soundboard. Coming soon. From Jimmy Space. Um, all right, so... Um, unfortunately, there's uh, too much. Uh, the crowd is is too much to to observe anything. Um, and I think honestly, Morgan, it's also just that you're so fried mm -hmm. that it's just like watching it, trying to will some kind of pattern Definitely. into existence is uh, is is not not working for you. Um, but we can pass the advantage on. Uh, and sorry, uh, Tyler did. I was going to call him Lord Van Houten. Did Atticus <laughs> do anything uh, over the course of the evening? <laughs> I was thinking, uh, 
If he could request like a broom be brought up to his quarters, uh, he would uh, try to remember his old like, um, oh, what's it called when you're in a regiment or whatever? A parade drill? A parade drill, yeah, yeah. Mm. And so the broom is his rifle and he's just trying to basically uh, correctly, accurately, crisply move that rifle uh, uh, through a few drills and also kind of learn or relearn because uh, his sidearm has been his firearm mm-hmm. for so long now that he's had this power fist. Um, so with a rifle, he's also practicing just holding uh, the broom, the bristles up against his shoulder and then letting the shaft of the broom rest, I think, on like the wrist of the power yeah, fist. Like he holds it like exactly cross chest in front it, yeah. of him <laughs> and he's just kind of uh, balancing it that way mm-hmm. uh, and just kind of getting a little early kind of drilling in on like the form that he should be using and stuff like that. And then also uh he needs to sleep yeah because it's it's like it's showtime every day kind of thing so yeah he's not Mm -hmm. sacrificing sleep for this it's like literally if it's 10 minutes he takes 10 minutes you tokyo drifted a horse earlier today (laughs) it's been a very long day it has yeah yeah i was worried you were gonna pool cue your rifle (laughs) your power fist hands (laughs) put the rifle barrel to it. <laughs> well, so yes. I kept hearing people talk about racking up your rifle. <laughs> um, okay, so a uh, question that I think you answered like a million years ago. Um, Atticus's dominant hand, was that the one he lost? That's now the oh, power fist? Boy, I think so. Okay, so you've been shooting with your left with a sidearm. It's going to make rifling difficult, but that's fine. Uh, cool. So you could have a boost on your first, like, legitimately try and do something with a rifle check tomorrow. Thank you, sir. Uh, thank you for the delightful mental image of Atticus <laughs> with a broom gun. Um, yeah, you just hear, like, pow. <laughs> yeah, just like Lord in yeah. Star Wars. Bang, <laughs> bang. Go <laughs> gotcha. Nasty looks. Flashlight. Flashlight. Um... Okay, cool. Uh, so, Eli, um, you are programming servo skulls uh, to be... To basically just go, like, run around and then zigzag. And, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you... I, I, picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. It's like you're training those little uh, combat droids from Star Wars. Exactly. Uh, and or clay pigeons. Okay, so I'm going to need tech use from you, please. Cool. Um, I'm going to say difficulty two largely just because the servo skulls you can find in this place are old and bad. Cool. Um, but there are certainly a few in like a box somewhere. It's so gross to think of servo skills in a box. A box can of heads. I, can I argue for a boost? Because I literally just like twenty less than 24 hours ago reprogrammed one from this yep. world. Yep, totally. Yeah, so boost for that. I think I'll also just give you a boost for like, there's probably a lot of like random like bit boxes here that you can just like take wires and shit out cool. of. Lots of leftover pieces on sprues that you can just, just clip off and pull, glue on. Pull them out of the walls. Who cares? <laughs> just stripping the wiring. Yeah. <laughs> can make some right. good thrones for this. <laughs> um, and then otherwise... Uh, That's everything. Well, actually, I think you get another boost from Dell because Dell, you had two advantages mm-hmm. to your failure. So oh, shit. If okay. you want to pass that along. Yeah, please. Please take it. Um... Take our take our boost. Yeah, if you uh, want that. I actually I can decline and it can go on to the next person. Uh, no? it depends who Jill wants to send it to. Because with two boosts, two. she can I I pick with two advantages. Oh, okay. Do you not want it? 
I can have it. I'm, I just don't. No. Th- I just don't <laughs> think it's a terribly important role. Well, in my opinion, send it. Wow. She said that out loud. It's going to go bad. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm taking wow. it. I'm taking it. Yeah. Gone. It's gone. It's I'm to taking you. it. Can and do I you want to spend it? a story point? Fuck you. <laughs> For the record, <laughs> we don't have any story <laughs> points right now. Tom has them all, and he knows it. Tom he's sets giving a them up and I feel like Smaug. Sitting on my giant pile of Smaug of points. Points. You. Points. You like that? Too long to say. We're going with points now. No. Yeah. Okay, my with goal our is zero to make sure points. no one listens no. to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the series finale. Tom's got five points and we have zero points. Uh. <laughs> we cut around puns now, so goodbye, audience. Can't help but react, even though I know it's just feeding you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so okay. chaos starts. Before. I'm rolling. Yeah. I'm an emotional vampire. Oh my god, with all of that, I'm so glad. One success, one advantage. There you go. You took all wow. of our stuff in one. <laughs> Ryan and Dell are dancing. dancing. Yeah. <laughs> Grim darkness of the fourth first millennium. Psychos. There is dancing. Eli, you managed to easily reprogram uh, these things. It's also just nice to do this when there isn't like a boarding action happening. It it's really just is, like, yeah. You can take your time. Um, no one's breaking through the hull and I'm sitting <laughs> like like an auto turret or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't have like a whole squad relying on you to work quickly. Yeah. You can just kind of take your time. Um, do you want to push your luck and see if you can uh, wire one of these for <laughs> transmission? <laughs> No? All right. Got a big old head shake. For our listeners, Laura started shaking her head at about the time Tom said, do. (laughs) I heard push your luck. Like, no, sir. There's also like a Michael Keaton Batman level of whole body. I will. Didn't want there to be any confusion. (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. All right. So, yeah, you program your little clay pigeon servo skulls um, that I... (laughs) I see we're just like bouncing around the room until you turn them off and like put them in a box. Um, cool. Okay. Um, so that is how you all spend your evenings. Um, the next day comes uh, and uh, it is blindingly bright through the shitty slatted blinds of uh, Van Houten Manor. Uh, you know, just that that summer sun is is just bearing down on you. Uh, the place is sweltering. Uh, you awake to a a sweaty, sweaty house um, as uh, you hear sort of bumping around downstairs as um, uh, Hugh Smiggleton just desperately tries to get any form of air conditioning up and running uh, for your space. You can hear him on the, on the Vox coder yelling at uh, Voidstain staff to like hurry over with uh with machines um he arrives with a uh like a, a truly wilted breakfast uh to your rheumaticus uh in the morning um just kind of knocking and and uh entering and saying um uh lord van houten i am so terribly sorry i thought we had more days before the summer would start and as a result i did not have any cooling installed and i assure you it will be coming as soon as we can those bastards over at Voidstain are giving me a hell of a time because they know that we need it and they have it. So I'm trying desperately. We will get this place cool as soon as possible. I am so dreadfully sorry. Uh, right. Well, good. Good. See to it then. Uh, well, what's this? What have you got here? 
These were some fine pastries, but now they are kind of a pastry soup. Pastry soup. Uh, good, good pastry soup, of course. Uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll take that in my quarters then. And he, like, he delivers it to you, but just like you can see his heart breaking because he really, like, he reads this as sarcasm, like, as, as like a, a oh, deeply scathing... <laughs> I was going like, to say, he also does not get up the stairs. <laughs> and I was like, I'll take it to my quarters. He gets to the second floor, Valentine. Sure. Yeah, yeah, where, wherever wherever the train needs to go. He does um, not get to that third floor. Nobody that's, does. That's fine. Uh, and he just, just like backs away, taking several strain. Um, and, uh, what in the bloody hell is a pastry? <laughs> well, normally they're not a soup. Uh, this, I don't even know how this is possible. It's not like they become liquid when they get warm. This is insane. <laughs> Can I eat it? I mean, you can. I to would. be clear, it's not full liquid. It's just a, <laughs> there's like a nice big fluffy thing that is now depressed just, into like a goopy. And like the he, glaze has melted. Yeah, he said it was soup. Like, I know, yeah. soup, sir. Yeah, I'm, I'm beginning. It looked like liquid for a second, and now it just looks like a collapsed mountain. Uh, it's it's fine. It, calorically useful. Yes, carb load. Uh, <laughs> Valentine will join him. We'll just eat pastries. Everyone else, you need carbs? <laughs> What is that? Oh, it's pastries. It's a, I don't think so. Is it like rations? It, it's a tragedy. Just eat it. <laughs> we all need our energy. Exactly. This is as good as it gets. Honestly, pretty fucking tasty. Just presented badly. Probably one of the sweetest things he's ever eaten. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so you have some food. Um, the, the staff is, again, just hustling and bustling downstairs, getting the maze built. Um, you, uh, there is, there are carriage, I guess you're all going to the same place now. So there's yep. a carriage sort of like waiting for you that, uh, Hugh has arranged for. Um, he's staying on site to oversee the, uh, the maze construction. Now that you've kind of lost, uh, Father Marcellus and other people who are keeping an eye on the grounds, he's kind of the only person you have that isn't one of your like shady crew. Um, so he'll be keeping an eye on that. Um, uh, Traseus is already over there um, talking to the solicitor, so he's on site. Um, you, however, have also overnight uh, received um, a uh, two, count them, two fancy cards uh, delivered on trays that also didn't make it to the third floor. <laughs> um, <laughs> Nothing does. Uh, you have received one uh, from uh, Kiros. Uh, and you've received one from Voidstain. Let's read that Voidstain one. Uh, so the Voidstain one, uh, you wouldn't, you wouldn't expect, or it, it's almost a Fies reason, but uh, Sakatar Voidstain's handwriting is as droopy and sad as he is. <laughs> um, it's one of those like almost uh, Edward Gorey level of like everything, like the, the letters are very fine, but very thin and kind of like vaguely Tim Burton-y. Um, and uh, the card just reads, after yesterday's tragedies, I hope that we can all remain civil as we move forward. I am, I will admit, somewhat worried about future competition and would welcome a chance to speak to you about my concerns at your, well, not earliest convenience. I wouldn't assume that from you, but when you can, it would be nice to speak of such things to ensure we're on the same page. Sincerely, Sakatur Voidstain. Just to be clear, this is the one who saw the heretical symbols on you, screamed heretic, and tried to chase you? That's correct. 
Wait, heretical symbols on on her? No, they were just were heretic. We can walk down this whole path. Fine. There were heretical symbols we were using to smoke out any who might have knowledge of things that they should not have. Those symbols have been removed, so there is no danger to any of us. It is a sign of great sacrifice on Morgan's part that she allowed herself to participate in this and should be appreciated for it. Oh, Atticus bristles at, you know, the thought of using heretical symbols. You're like, right, right, better, better you than me. Well, well done, well handled. Precisely. I, I don't. I don't want to hear any more, sir. But this I very kind, depressing message is from perhaps the person who has the most interpersonal hostility against you, Morgan. That's correct. He had a very intense reaction that I did not anticipate. If he saw that, how come there's no royal guards being summoned to haul you out of here? My guess is he's hedging his bets. Well, then how come there's no letter addressed to her saying he's got leverage? Because his entire house and family have been destroyed in the past for consorting with those who are corrupt. So this would be, if he is, shall we say, warped, this would be the most roundabout way of getting into the house and then perhaps stumbling into an interested party. Yes, the fact that there are no royal guards here about this is tremendously depressing. But it would suggest uh, his knowledge of symbols that he has no reason to have any knowledge of whatsoever because there is no inquisitorial presence on this world and he is a distant relative of a family who would only have survived the purge through a combination of use and distance from those who are corrupt, yet he still knows the symbols. This is not good. However, the approach is interesting because it may mean that there is an outside influence within this world. If he is a part of a cult, if he is a part of a darker thing, then we may need an in. This may be a meeting that we need to take. Well... What does the uh, Kuros card say? Let's find out. And Valheim picks it up to read it. Yeah. Um, and the Kuros card is written um, <laughs> in someone else's hand. Uh, and at the bottom it says, uh, dictated, not written. Um, <laughs> and it just says, so uh, hey, chuckle fucks. Uh, as some of the only people who didn't get their asses kicked, yesterday uh i'm thinking maybe it makes sense to have a, a little chat uh i think i might have a lead on uh who is out there doing shit and given that we're still standing i'm a little worried that uh, my ass might be on the line and i guess yours too but i don't have a giant metal arm for punching so i thought maybe i would uh see if i could borrow yours anyway uh hit me up just to chat your biggest fan this is kiros p.s shirtless buds forever dictated not read I don't know about this one, sir. He uh, he was talking to me on the starting line. He He's a clown, sir. He's not a serious man. Yes, there is a chance that he was pretending to be a clown and is a serious man, and there still is a chance that he knows something, even if it's oblivious, or it's a ploy. As we know, the Kiros and the Versailles are much closer than they are pretending to be. So if he shows up and pins it on the Versailles... Perhaps just those servants were friends. If he shows up and pins it on a third party, perhaps Versailles is indeed a part of this plot, and so is Kiros. There are many questions. Unfortunately, we can't afford to not take a meeting. However, he is uh, thoroughly disliked. Uh, it could perhaps be a Vox call if you felt a visit would not be appropriate. The question is, what would your character do, and what do we need for the investigation? Voidstein is... A trash fire, but we do need to speak with him specifically 
so Rawls can speak with him separately. Yes, and about Kuros, as I was watching him at the party the other night, he definitely seems a clown, but it's is measured. It seems to be purposeful rather than him stumbling into things. So perhaps there is something more underneath all of that. Then perhaps we could throw him off his game, say, invite him to an estate that you are executing power over instead of ours. Bring him to a third party, bring him into a murder investigation. Let him feel a little bit of the power of Lord Van Houten in this circumstance. Sure. <laughs> Maybe we could incorporate him into the rifle drills. <laughs> I love this idea. So, we'll incorporate him into the rifle drills, and Eli will, shall we say, make sure that efforts are stacked in your favor. We'll bring Voidstein in, but that could be a relatively brief meeting. The whole goal there is to organize a conversation with Van Rolls privately afterwards to see Rolls what... Rolls-Varn. Rolls-Varn. His name's... Ugh. There's a lot of them. <laughs> Rolls-Varn. You're telling me, sir. Luckily, I, I, listen, I work for the Lord. I can get your name wrong all I want in public and it'll just seem like I'm insulting you. <laughs> <sighs> but Rolls-Varn, if we can organize a separate conversation in a room where you are alone in this estate... Then perhaps you can find out how far things have gone. Yes. See if it's even brought up. If it isn't, it'll be a disturbing clue unto itself. Mm, makes sense to me. Well, I mean, we're mostly certain, or completely certain, that this floor of this house isn't bugged. I don't know nothing about the listening devices and what have you at the other estate, sir. What kind of conversations can we really have here? We are going to have to maintain our covers completely. In terms of the conversation on the road, perhaps, Rawls, you could take Sacateur inside one of our carriages for a brief ride. It'll be easier for us to effectively scan and strip anything out of one of those as opposed to somewhere within a house that we don't have time to do that in. That is true. Unless you want to invite him here. What's the advantage? Third floor's clean. Exactly. Disadvantage is clear. He could bring new items in. He sees how run down the estate is. He's also um, hated by the rest of the houses, and we would lower ourselves, especially by bringing him here, whereas if we bring him to the other location, it becomes part of a murder investigation and, frankly, might actually play in our favor instead of against it. Mm. That's right. The standing of this house matters quite a bit. Our ultimate goal, right? Right. Remember, our ultimate goal is to get to that fucking Eldar or whatever. Cloud City. Then it's important that the Lord continues to look in very good standing. We invite him to the other estate. You can take him for a ride or frankly walk him around in the fields and see what happens. Get him to incriminate himself first, and then in worst case scenarios, if this plays out anywhere else, we can claim that this is part of the investigation. Of course. Luckily, entrapment's legal in the Imperium. <laughs> this episode of The Valentine Heresy features the voices of players Brian LaPlante, Tyler Hewitt, Laura Hamstra, and Del Borvik, alongside Game Master Tom McGee. This episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and The Valentine Heresy's artwork was created by Del Borvik at delborvik.com. That's D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C. Our theme song is The Hordes by Megan McDuffie, and our ad breaks use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All of their music is available at freemusicarchive.org. 
For all things Dum Dums and Dice, including merchandise and how to join our Patreon, you can visit dumdumdice.com or find us on social media at dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Ave Imperator and death to all the heretics. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Flynn 1138, Alorraine Okapi, Schrodinger's Pepper, Guy Edwards, Madre de Gatos, Lady Maiden, Nithrian, Garbo Ape, Locke, Sam Schaefer, Waffle Marine, Dagger Rain, Rob L, Dia de los Hoodless, Diovasis, Loki Burrito, Squishy Werewolf, Remy, Funky Head, Nomad, the Wise Paladin of the Badlands, Accent Therapeutic Services in Florence, Kentucky, Lale, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Now playing from Voyage Media. A naked woman picked up the recently decapitated head of a goat that had been sitting in a large silver-colored bowl. She held the goat's head high above hers, its dull black eyes staring emptily as she threw her black hair and allowed the blood to trickle down the front of her body. When the lights go down, what stories really stick with you? Presenting Fever Dreams, an anthology of dark genre stories, horror, crime, sci-fi. My eyes settled on a crystal piece, the only thing hanging on any of the walls, a man's face set inside a raging sun. The eyes started to glow. Now playing from Voyage Media, in association with Seven Lamb Productions, creators of the hit audio drama Tower 4. A new descent into darkness in every episode. Season 1 of Fever Dreams, a pulp collection. Available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Podcasts.